understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. We are now on video, on YouTube, and streaming, of course, on all your favorite podcasting platforms. So I'm so excited today to bring you someone that's been a former guest on my podcast, but I had to bring her back because we're going to dive really, really deep today. And so I am so excited to bring someone who just was such a big part of my transformation over the last nine months. And really the person I credit to um, helping me regulate my emotions, heal some childhood trauma, and just really get clear on something that your girl still struggles with, which is boundaries. So I'm excited to welcome Ludmiwa Woodruff to The Stranded Face. Welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Girl, anytime. <laughs> You're going to stress me out either way. So I figured I'd bring it to the show. <laughs> So speaking of stressing me out, let's dive right in because there we go. <laughs> it's not me though. Just a footnote. I'm not stressing her out. Listen, because what's stressing me out is having to deal with all of the things that over the last 32 years I've chosen not to deal with. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever met Ludmila, because there's been a lot of people that I've referred to you, which they always say the same thing. Why did you not send her to me sooner? I needed this woman in my life a long time ago, but what stresses me out about you is the work that you make me do. And so to start, this is what I want to talk about. And this sounds so simple, yet it is one of the hardest things that I've had to learn to do because we all think we do it, but we don't efficiently do it. No, not many. And it's, it. it's that the, one of the most important parts of the healing process is that you have to, in order for you to heal, you have to feel. You have to feel. And when I say feel, I mean... When you're hurting, that minute where it hurts so bad, you want to run, you want to drink, you want to suppress, you want to go hang out with friends. Mm -hmm. It feels like you're unproductive. It feels like 
This is the worst feeling that you could ever have. That is the time where you have to stand in that painful emotion and allow it to be present. Mm. Why is this so hard for us? Well, let's, let's go back to our session we had one time. Yes. And when we feel an intense emotion, especially if we haven't learned coping mechanism or coping skills, correct? If for our entire life, we knew how to numb, meaning with food, alcohol, or just adaptive behaviors like people pleasing, mm. correct? So we take people pleasing and instead That's of- me. <laughs> instead of so many, so many, instead of feeling rejected, we attune to somebody else's needs. Mm -hmm. We attune so much to somebody else's needs, we don't even know what our needs are. Yep. So in that way, we repress, let's say, mm. what our emotions, what we want. Uh, we do get triggered, though, because sometimes when we give and give and give and don't receive what we really need, mm -hmm. at some point we had enough, correct? And then the big explosion comes in and the other person is the bad guy. Yes. And we, we've had it, correct? Yes. But what we haven't done really is to feel what needed to be you know, felt. Mm -hmm. And so when we finally come into some situation in our life, a breakup, or somebody gets ill, or we decide to change jobs, whatever that is for you, something that's really shakes you to the core, we realize, mm. oh, wow, I'm here. I thought I was really coping Healed. and I was feeling everything, but I really wasn't. So, um, so this is what happens when we were in a session, you remember, and you repress so much anger for so long and anger is a secondary emotion of sadness and frustration and hopelessness and loneliness and the anger comes in and it's mm. very powerful emotion you don't know how to deal with anger what do you do with anger do you go and punch people do you go and fight with them verbally do you dump emotionally on people that pissed you off what what do you really do so when we sit with that anger at some point, the anger becomes really powerful in your body, very, very powerful. And it's very connected to the sadness and disappointment and hurt, like hurt. And I remember you saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I said, I don't want to go back there. I don't please don't make me go back there. <laughs> I remember saying it to you and I felt like a child. I felt mm, like a five-year-old. I felt like, please don't make me go in the dark room. Mm -hmm. Please don't make me go in the place that I'm the most mm -hmm. scared of. Because when we sat in this emotion and I processed it, when I actually, like truth be told, guys, it, that whole exercise made me realize how often we think we're healed just because we did the work. We're, one, were we really present? Two, did we actually yeah. take the time to process it? Mm -hmm. And three, we move at such a fast pace in our life mm -hmm. that it's like we're trying to get over things and move on and, and keep going and back into hustle mode and back into productivity because when you are healing, it will slow you down. Mm -hmm. And so there was so much, I guess, I would, I'm not going to sit here and say I felt like I was fully healed, but I was definitely at a point in my journey where I felt like I could not easily get triggered. Mm. But you and I went through this exercise and all the anger that I guess I had not processed came up and I sat in it for a long period of time. And when you said, okay, and I've done this with other healers, you know, mm. hip hypnotists, everyone, mm. a lot of times it's reprogramming and you have to mm. go through the emotion again to see what's left there. Um, I went through it once with you and you were like, okay, we're going to do it again. My body went into shock. 
I was like, please don't make me go back there because it hurt so bad. Mm. And I, I think most people won't ever challenge themselves to do true healing or to go back there because it feels like you're almost centering too much attention on past pain mm -hmm. that you're like choosing to relive it, which a lot of people will say like, move on, let move it go. On, move on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but I know, and it even lasted for a week after that. Mm -hmm. Like I promise I called my girl and I said like three days later, I was like, I don't know what the hell Ludmiwa did to me, but I've been pissed all week. <laughs> like, this hurts. <laughs> this, this has got me so angry. And, um, you were like, you just kept saying you have to release these feelings. You have to allow yeah. these feelings. And I'm going to tell you, like, it sounds cute now. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. But I was like, screw this shit. Like, I can't even focus. Mm -hmm. But about a week and a half later, mm -hmm. it started to lift. Mm -hmm. And it's like to think that that means I had that much anger in my body mm -hmm. from something that happened almost a year ago. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Of course, because you're repressed, because you go into the mode of work, 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 hanging out with friends, calling on your girlfriends, and it's all great and supportive. But when we distract too much with other people mm. to help us and hold us, it's of course it's necessary. We need to have people that feel safe for us. We can co-regulate with others. That's very healthy. But if that's your only way of coping, it can become a problem because then you still didn't process because you constantly rely on somebody else. So let's say you've ended a relationship and you were in a people pleasing phase in that relationship. So you made sure the other person is happy. You made sure the other person's needs are met. Then let's say you end the mm. relationship and now you are healing and I'm all for call your girlfriends, call your, um, you know, healers or professionals that help you heal and, and transform through this process. And at the same time, if you don't have any time on your own, and I don't say you have to sit home in a dark room and cry all day, you can as well go for a walk, but by yourself with no distractions, no voice, no sound, just walk and listen to the birds and, and move your body. Then again, you make yourself relying on other people all the time. Again, I, we are not processing. I remember when you told me at the end of one session, this was like four months ago, you said, I am not trying to be offensive and I'm not trying to say that I'm the only person that you need to work with. And you said, but I think you're at a point right now where you need to stop listening to other people, stop reaching out to other people, and you need to just process and listen to yourself. And that felt so unsafe to me because I was just running to people to tell me that it was going to be okay to tell me what was next to forecast for me to tell me that if I just did this, this would equal this. Like I needed a, a solution based outcome mm -hmm. to know or to like have hope. And you were like, no friend, you just need to sit in it. And that like learning, I just want to emphasize like learning how to do that, knowing that like my walks every morning are a part of that to know that I have everything within me most of the time. You do to get there. You do. And this brings up self. I didn't even, first of all, let me be clear. I didn't even know what the hell this meant until I met you. Can you like talk a little bit about the skills that like the, the skills of self-regulation? Mm -hmm. Uh, what is it? Co-self-regulation. So, uh, self-regulation and co-regulation. So yes. as we said, let me be clear when meditation in silence is great for some people mm. for some people it can trigger them mm. so you really need to experiment with yourself 
you have so many options. You have walking meditation with other people in a group where you're still with yourself, but not on your own and you are moving your body. Mm -hmm. um, you have sleeping meditations. You have different types of yoga that engage both your emotions and your body. We need to be careful because when we, when our nervous system is in stress mode and then all we do is heavy weights workouts, it can bring more stress. Mm. So you it's have like having to really, anxiety and drinking you have, coffee. You have, exactly. <laughs> you have to explore what works for you. Your kind of trauma or childhood was different than mine. Mm. Correct. So we might have the same challenges, but it feels very different for my body and my nervous system than it feels for yours. Yeah. So we need a different type of tools in our toolkits. Mm -hmm. So some people can meditate for two hours. I will never do it. <laughs> I can have a walking meditation. I advise Kundalini for many people to try out. Um, so as I say, when, when, we, when we work together, you need to be very careful with your clients when you don't just force some kind of modalities on them. Because for some people it can be very dysregulating, sitting in silence just by themselves for half an hour can really trigger them into a shutdown or, mm -hmm. or one of the survival modes. So when we as children are growing up, we are really dependent on our caregivers. Correct. Correct. So yeah. when you are a baby and you are crying in your crib, you hope, your nervous system hopes somebody will come and pick you up right. and hold you to make you feel safe. And that's how you attach to another human being. That's, right. that's where the attachments come from. I know when I'm crying, maybe I'm hungry, maybe I feel alone. I need somebody to comfort me. Yeah. Well, in a perfect world scenario, we all would have parents that will pick us up mm -hmm. and tend to our needs. Correct. But as we know, it doesn't always happen. Right. Correct. And depends on the age of a child. You can be four years old and crying and your parents can say, stop crying. You are whining. You are too emotional fix yourself. This is weak. Boys don't mm. cry. Um, for girls, I've heard many times, be like your sister, be like the neighbor. Can't you be the good girl? Just listen and do what, what, it, what we tell you. Correct. So mm -hmm. trauma, when we talk about co-regulation, self-regulation, trauma is not always being physically threatened. Yeah. I want to make that clear yes. because there are different definitions of trauma and trauma is really the result of what happens inside of you as the effect what happens to you. So when somebody yells at you all the time, for example, mm. that is not a communication strategy. Let's be clear. <laughs> correct. Yep. You might scare your children. Correct. You mm -hmm. might, they will comply. It depends on a child. My child would not because I did try. <laughs> did not work. Depends on a child. As I say, also different personalities. Yep. So you start yelling. It works short term let's say, and depending on a child and their mm -hmm. nervous system, you might have somebody who will fight you or you might have somebody, a child that will say, wow, I need to stop doing what I'm doing, being who I'm being, because otherwise my mom will yell and your nervous system goes into one of the modes. Right. So one is fight. Flight is when you keep yourself occupied with everything else mm -hmm. or you go into phone. Phone is people pleasing. So that's survival mode too, yep. coping mechanism. So then you look at your mom, she yelled at me because I didn't clean my room, mm -hmm. let's say. So now I'm really scared of my mom. My nervous system knows if my room is not cleaned, it can, it can get really bad. Then mm -hmm. I will clean it. So you get the end result of your child cleaning the room, but you don't understand what's happening on the inside mm. of, you know, of, of the child, mm -hmm. meaning I'm stressed out if that's not done. So I will yes. do it. So now I have you know, anxiety. Yeah. Correct. So 
When we talk about self-regulation, you need to be able to co-regulate, right? So your parents are supposed to teach you, this is how we co-regulate. When you have a lot of emotions, I can hold space for you. I am, as an adult, not triggered. So when you yell and you cry, me as an adult, I need to be able to hold myself and hold space. Mm. Like I did in our session. Mm -hmm. You are going and I just hold the space. I don't go with you on right. that emotional trip. Right. Imagine we, that. We absolutely go with our children. Though. Imagine that. Yeah. Yes. So if we do that, then... Who is in control? Who is holding the space of safety? Who the, the child looks at you and their nervous system co-regulates with yours or dysregulates. So Absolutely. you can co-regulate with your child or dysregulate them. The same for your partner, mm -hmm. correct? You have one nervous system to another nervous system. This is what we do. You say something, you trigger something in me. Yeah. Correct? It's nervous system to nervous system. Yes. So you can co-regulate with your child. You can dysregulate. So now we have a choice. So if you hadn't had a parent who could co-regulate with you, um, that's where the challenge comes from self-regulation because you, were, you weren't taught the skill of when I'm sad, I can cry and I am safe. When I'm disappointed, I can yell that I'm angry and I am still safe. Mm -hmm. The world is not ending. I'm not a bad person. This is a human experience. All the emotions are allowed, the positive and the negative. Yep. If the parent can do that for you, hold the space for you without judging and shame or fixing you, then you know how to self-regulate and co-regulate. But not many people have experienced that. So I was going to say, so most of here. us at this age are learning mm -hmm. that we don't have these skills. So what I've learned over time with you is that it's very important, like you said. So, so to me, simply put, I always think um, self-regulation is learning to exert control over my emotions and my reactions. And dysregulation is when basically there's no logic involved. You are completely running off of emotions. And I'm sorry, but like in the comments, please, please agree and understand this because so many women have done this. We are, there's been so many times that we are dysregulating or, you know, because that's when we are completely controlled by emotions, um, flipping out, people pleasing, looking for mm -hmm. validation, looking for the person that broke us to fix us, oh, yes. begging for someone to tell us that this is, you know, th in the worst sense, like that's like when someone, a child's coming to you yelling and oh. you're not going to reason with them. That's how we are when we're dysregulated. We're like children yelling, screaming for someone to tell us that we're safe. And so what I've learned with me, is like you mm -hmm. said, you have to kind of figure out what's best works for you. Mm -hmm. It is not that I have stopped. I'm going to use the phrase flipping out, you know, but like where I felt like my emotions were getting the best of me as I'm processing a lot of things mm -hmm. and healing, but it's instead of, and I just don't think people realize how much they do it, picking up the phone and sending that text message, you know, going to go look for closure for something, going to go like, uh, call a friend and flip out. And I might do this. I might do that or eat or drink, but to say, okay, what are the things that I can literally change my emotion in a short period of time or process this emotion in a short period of time? And for me, it's walking and breath work walking and breath work. Mm -hmm. So I take control of that by every morning going for a walk. But if I feel like I'm in a place of like that, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry for someone to fix it. I'm my mind. Like I'm, I can just feel the feeling again where I'm running and I'm like, I want to call someone. I want to call someone and yell. Mm -hmm. I want, I want this. I want that. Like, I'm like, it's like a panic, a war going on mm -hmm. inside my head. Breath work can absolutely slow me down. It can slow me down. Mm -hmm. And I, and sometimes it's funny with breath work and I'm not a breath work expert, mm -hmm. but for me, there's been several times where I've had to force myself to do it. And about five minutes in my mm -hmm. mind wants to run from it so bad. Mm -hmm. My mind's like, this feels forced. Get out of here. This feels unsafe. It doesn't feel safe. It, it does feel not safe. feel safe mm -hmm. because now it's almost like 
you like lift all the emotions. Mm -hmm. Like they're, it's almost like to me, you're getting them out. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's like you're feeling them process through your body and out. Mm -hmm. And those are the two ways that I've learned to Mm self-regulate, but I've realized you're absolutely correct. It's, it's very different for every person, but when you can learn how to have that type of control Mm -hmm. and that's not letting someone walk all over you. I remember when you first taught me this, I was like, so people are going to beat up on me and then I'm going to go take radical responsibility (laughs) for it. Like what the fuck? (laughs) No, it's that when someone, when you're processing something, when you're healing, when someone hurts you, you don't have to, there doesn't have to be that reaction. You can self-regulate, you can exert control over your emotions Mm -hmm. and process it logically and emotionally yes so for some people dance is amazing they start dancing when you feel the intense emotion that you feel the breath work maybe is not the tool for that exact situation you can dance Mm. so i do that sometimes with my kids too we dance to very upbeat music to let it out and jump we almost like shake our whole body or we do slow, depending on the mood, what you need to release. Mm-hmm. Um, Kundalini Yoga has been amazing for me. So I always say to my clients, you can try it out because it really connects your body to your emotional self. And you can process a lot. I remember when I did it first time, I used to do a lot of weight training. And I felt there was something stuck in my body and I could not release it. And I would Mm. just work out more and work out more. And I see it so often. People are trying to outrun their anxiety. Like you see the runners and they run and they run and they run and they still feel anxious. And I thought to myself, there must be something else. And I found Kundalini Yoga. And the first class I went to, I just cried through the half of the class because Mm. it helped the way they use the breath plus movement. It's not really to to build your physical strength and have lean muscles. It's really to release the stuck emotion and rebalance you from inside out. I loved it, but Mm, it's not for everybody, as I say. So you really have to find your thing and try things out and be courageous. And this is what I say. When we take responsibility, yes, we take responsibility for how we react and we are, nobody's perfect. Let's be honest. Nobody's perfect. Nobody does it hundred percent right. Correct. Let's step away from the perfectionist. How many times have I called you and said, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) I know, but it's, it's great to have people that feel safe to you. So you see like with me, um, and we will touch on this later about the attachment styles. It's good to know who feels safe to you and do reach out to them, Mm, correct? Like you can be you with me. And you have other people where you don't have to pretend to be somebody else. You don't have to people please. You don't have to watch what you say, how you move, because you know you are accepted for who you are, Mm. right? Those are like the best relationships that you want. But it also requires vulnerability on your part, meaning I see my strengths. I see my weaknesses. I see my humanness. I see it. Yes. And now I will show it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Correct? So yep. you kind of expose yourself <laughs> to another person. Expose me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> expose, your, expose yourself. Yep. And then you hope that this person will not use that information against you, mm. will not trigger you on purpose. Correct? Because we know our partner's triggers, our friend's triggers. You can trigger somebody pretty fast yeah. if you know them well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you need to, not to be careful. This is what I say. Love is courageous. Love in relationships for yourself and your relationships and friendships is courageous because you take the brave action of opening yourself up to something that feels amazing, but can also feel very painful. 
You assign someone the ability to, to bring you happiness. You assign them the ability to bring you pain. Pain. Period. Yeah, period. But um, so co-regulation is really learning how to, for example, use another person, not use them, but have other people that feel safe to you mm. and call them when you need or hold hands or hug each other. That's amazing too, correct? Yes. Um, pets are amazing for co-regulation, uh, hugging a dog or a horse, whatever. People is your- hugging me was a game changer. <laughs> I used to just like realize I loved it. And then I would just hug people for a very long time. I know. I hug you all the time. <laughs> it's like, let's hug for two minutes to like bring your, your nervous system to this safe uh, place. So I'm all for co-regulation. And I also say, please learn how to self-regulate because people or animals are not always available to you. Mm. Correct. You can also use, for example, resources of uh, your senses. When you start feeling overwhelmed, you can say five red things I can see in this room, three things I can touch or four things I can smell. You need to get out of the panic. You need, you need to get out of the survival yes. mode. So fight, flight, phone mm-hmm. or the freeze when you're in a shutdown. So when you are in those, your logic will not work. You have to use your body. Your logic is not working when you are in fight. You know what, what you are in fight? You think you your survival is online right now? So I just imagine a girl ready to fight and you're like, you're going to go to jail. And they're like, I don't care. I don't care. They don't care. care. <laughs> I don't care because their, their nervous system, their body is prepared. Yes. It's immobilized. The energy is already engaged. Mm, correct. So yep. in the fight, flight and fun, you engage your energy. Your body is with you, protecting you. Mm. As crazy as that sounds when you are, you know. There's no a, going back at that point. No, so exactly with logic. No, with your yep. prefrontal cortex, it's offline right now. So you <laughs> need to. offline. Offline. I say. <laughs> Switch off, switch off. It's gone. So now you have to use some other um, modalities or some other resources, correct? So when we say breath, perfect. If you just take a breath, inhale for four seconds, exhale for eight, you do it five times, immediately you you can see a change in your body normally. Or start shaking your body, movement. Or um, what do I say? Singing or dancing or naming a few things in the room that you can see or touch. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have another person next to you that feels safe, of course, you can you can hug them or, or call them. Um, I had a client this week reach out and I, I'm, I'm so proud of my clients, mm-hmm. of all of you, because it, it's really scary. Oh my Let's God. be honest. It's like everybody wants to feel better. Everybody wants better relationship. But when it comes to work... People get really scared. And I understand that. It's can not Can we be clear? Like, can we just be clear on this, that healing, this is like the ugliest shit you'll ever do. Like, it's so ugly. It's, there's not, most it's people, beautiful. it's so beautiful at the, in the latter part, mm-hmm. but the beginning is facing who you are, looking in the mm-hmm. mirror, understanding what you've attracted, mm-hmm. like understanding where you've fallen short, taking radical responsibility mm-hmm. and just processing emotions that have been left dormant. And all you did, like, I'm not an expert, but I always explain mm-hmm. it like this. Something happens to you. You deal with it a sh- for a short frame mm-hmm. of time. Then you put it to rest. And then all we do is surround ourselves with people that don't trigger those things. Yes, or agree with you. Like yes. your partner was horrible. Your friend is a disaster. Yes. Like you find these people. You are and so they, much better without that. Exactly. But yep. it's not really helping you to process the pain or find ways to co-regulate because now you are in a pity party. Poor you. You are such a victim. And this is what I really don't like because when you are in a victim mode, you can't help yourself. So what do you do? Then you repeat the same relationship or you attract the same people or you attract the same kind of friends. 
right? We, we do those. And I used to do that. I used to attract the guys I was dating. They were not bad, but they were not ready to commit. Mm -mm. And I had no idea I was looking for my dad because he died when I was three. So I'm looking for this mature male uh, role model mm. and I'm dating guys. I'm 21. They're 21, 22. Nobody wants to get married, you know, <laughs> and I'm just looking for somebody to tell me, I want you, you are valuable, you are safe, and I will take care of you. Mm. So what am I looking for, really? For a dad, Your correct? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because we need to understand, yes, we all want relationships, and relationships do uh, define the quality of our lives, but what about the relationship with us, with ourselves? So I think we were all lied to when we look at the movies, when we look at Hollywood, when we look at, at everything around us, mm. right? It's like find the other person to complete you. Nobody completes me. I complete myself. Mm. I complete myself. I'm not broken. Even with all the trauma, I'm not broken. Right. It's just coping mechanisms, survival mechanisms, right? So we need to understand, uh, you know, in the movies, oh, find your better half. Or I don't know how they even say that. It's so toxic. So toxic. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need a half. I'm whole. My husband is a separate person. I'm my own person. I'm, I can manage on my own. He can manage on his own. We enjoy our life and then we find each other and it's fun. Yes. Like, wow, I love to be with you. I am not with you so you can make me feel better about myself. I also love being with myself. I love you because it's just fun and we, I love our conversations. I love how we connect. I love all about our relationship. But, you know, and, and he would say that too when we fought you know, if something happens to one of us, it would be very hard, but we know we would survive this and we would not be depressed for the rest of our life because we are also separate people. Mm. When you are really codependent on your partner, it becomes a problem because then whatever they do, whatever mood they are in, now they influence your mood. So if your husband or your partner is in a crappy mood, as a people pleaser, what did we do? What do we do as a people pleaser? I see my partner is in a bad mood. And try to make them happy. <gasps> yes. And we then, literally expend yeah. all of our, our energy trying to change them, make them feel better. We feel, and for, even, take this a step further, we feel responsible. Oh, yes. I felt responsible. Oh, always. And, oh, and then what happens? So imagine you are doing all the things, right? Like I used to do it too. Oh, let me cook for you. Let me do this for you. And then let's, let's say they're still in a bad mood. Then what? I feel like I'm not enough. There we go. Mm -hmm. But who can fix his mood? Only the person. The person, yeah. correct? But yep. we are so confused because of the people pleasing. When we had parents that would be unhappy with us, then as smart as we are in our bodies, in our nervous system, we thought we need to adapt so they don't lose it on us. They don't yell. They are not disappointed. They don't give us the look mm -hmm. like, oh, you just got the B. You need to get an A. That was so disappointing. Right. Right. So we learn, okay, I need to adapt. I need to do everything for this person to be happy. Mm. because you know I love them they're like the most important person in my life I don't want to be walking on eggshells in this household I don't want to have unpredictable situations yep. so let me control this I will control how I act I will adapt myself and so then we go into adult relationships as those children that are 5, 7 or 8 and then we, when we lose it we lose it from that place of a 9 year old trying to communicate in a way that a 9 year old would do we are like grown-up children walking around trying to have adult relationships. Listen, <laughs> this. listen to somebody's listening to this. And I really want you to consider this three years ago. I remember my best friend saying to me, um, I just felt like something was off. And she said, she said, um, she said, you really need to do some childhood work. 
And I was like, what does that mean? Color? Like, and she was like, no, you could start small. I'll just buy you some like cards to ask the questions. And I was like, yeah, like I've pretty much done all of that therapy. Like we're, we're, I'm pretty good. Like I've been to therapy and she was like, no, just start. You'll understand it one day. And I was like, okay. And, uh, never took it seriously until about a year and a half ago. And now listening to you and as much as I know, and the things that I've had to process, I think, Oh my God, that was the, like, take this stuff seriously. That was the beginning of everything I needed to focus on to unlock some unhealed patterns, Mm -hmm. the people that I was attracting, the relationships Mm. that I was attracting. Like Mm. there were so many reasons why my life kept curating the same cycle. And it was because of my unhealed patterns. Correct. Let's be honest. Look at her. She's owning it. Yes. I love this because when you leave a relationship or a friendship or you decide not to be in contact with one of your parents, let's say, I want you to understand what's your part in it and how you are making this decision. Correct? Yes. Because when we leave relationships, you are so much in pain. We just blame and just blame and just keep blaming. But how do you get yourself out of it and learn what you needed to learn? Correct? And mm-hmm. everybody, every one of my clients asks, everybody, every one of my clients asks, why? But why? But why? Remember, you would ask me, why? And I was like, Jessica, what did you have to really learn about relationships? What did you have to learn? Right? If you wouldn't have this relationship and it didn't go the way, the way it went, it's not because he was a bad person. He's not. He's yeah. just him. What, did, what lesson was repeated to you over and over and you were not ready to open your eyes to? What was the lesson? Me. The lesson was me. It was, it was the people pleasing. It was the lack of boundaries. It was the not loving myself enough to... I make the joke all the time, but like, did I really even love me like that to Mm. allow some of the things that I allowed. I know what I deserve, Mm -hmm. but I don't practice it. Well, you knew it logically. Yes. Correct. That's the difference. So let's say, but I wanted to be loved. I was trying to replace my father. I was Mm. looking for my father. There we go. It's exactly what there's an attack. There's a, what do you call this? A childhood and a childhood abandonment. Abandonment. I have an abandonment wound and I've been trying to replace my father figure Mm -hmm. my entire life throughout my relationships. And Mm -hmm. I'm attracting, and we'll get into attachment styles, my anxious attachment style. I'm naturally attracted to men that are emotionally unavailable. Like avoidant. In the comments, you've been name you've you've dated someone that was emotionally unavailable. Completely emotionally unavailable. And then we had the nerve and the audacity raise his hand, right? The nerve and the audacity to think like well, I'm different. I could change this person. Oh, please don't. Don't <laughs> even try to. When the red flags people. were there. <laughs> red flag, red flag. But it also feels like home because we know how to be with avoidant. <sighs> this. We think it's so aligned. This feels like home. This feels mm-hmm. like home. This feels like home. Yeah. This feels like home. This is what I say when we look back and I say, tell me how this reminds you of your childhood or one of your parents or both of the situations and people can find it. So for example, um, and I also want to make one comment here that we are very aware trauma and traumatic childhood experiences don't discriminate. It's not only for poor people mm-hmm. or not uneducated people. It right. happens 
everywhere mm -hmm. for people that are accomplishing their life that we see on tv that we want to be like them they've been through it or they are even living this yes so i want to make it clear it's not for poor uneducated people no okay so when we go from there imagine you have a father who is accomplished highly educated let's say right and he provides financially for you and your mom mm -hmm. and your siblings but he's emotionally very unavailable he works all the time he goes out parties whatever that will look like for different person he's not very respectful towards your mother mm -hmm. right you start people pleasing because daddy i will be the daddy's girl i will please my dad i will have good grades he appreciates the good good girl mm -hmm. good girl good grades so we keep going we keep going but there's no emotional bond there is the financial support there's no no emotional bond yeah my father and i had no like just be clear my yeah. father and i had no emotional yeah engagement so there you go so yeah that feels like home you know how to do that yes you know how to operate in this relationship my father okay. my entire life yeah. never knew my cell phone number okay but lived with my mother but never knew my cell phone number mm -hmm. they lived in the same house my mother would pick up the phone when i called he would in the background say how's she doing would never take the phone would never yeah. pick up the phone and call yeah. me and she'd be like oh your dad asked about you and i'm like he's seven feet away he can't take the but phone he doesn't know how to do that he does no, not know how to do that, that. So yes lots of grace for people that are unhealed it's just lots of compassion as for ourselves but then and then that yeah. that creates that abandonment yes yeah, so now imagine you go and find somebody highly educated provides like oh wow he's not partying he's not doing anything he's you know ava like available let's say <laughs> and then you go live with this person and you find out wow okay some things are better than my dad but the avoidance is still there in a different mask mm -hmm. correct so he's but not it feels like me, home but it feels like home and also when you go in back into that situation you think maybe i can fix it yeah so it's like double I can fix it because you're trying because yeah. you're you're looking for your worst nightmare, yeah. aka your father, so yeah. that you can go and repeat, but fix Repair it, create also, it. You think? Yes, yes, recreate if it. If I can feel better in this relationship and I can change this person, then I know I'm worthy. Yes, my because I was... was wrong. My father was wrong. I am worthy. I deserve the love. Yes. Oh Check. My it God. never works. Let me tell you. <laughs> and especially never. And especially when you have anxious attachments. So the anxious attachment style is the person that wants to connect. Yes. Right. So you go out there. You call people. I was that. I was always available in my twenties. You call me. I'm there. I'm the I'm fixer. The anxious. I'm, I'm, the fi I'm anxious. Right. I think so. But you can. But let me tell you. I think you can be different. Yes. Depending on a person and environment. So mm. with me, you are not anxious. Correct. With me, no. you are secure. Yes. Exactly. So when people say, "Oh, it's a fixed thing." I would question it because when you feel safe with me, you are with your secure attachment. You share, you expose, yes. you show me all of you. But yes. when with avoidant people, you will be the pursuer. You, the avoidant person is running away and you are chasing them. Mm -hmm. You know, the picture one person is running away, you are chasing them. Yes, avoidant is going away and you, the anxious one, is pursuing them. That's how it looks like. So go over these attachment styles really quick. So the secure one is when you had your meets met as a child and you were accepted as your authentic self. Meaning, for example, let, let's take example of my son. Very strong personality my way or the highway, he's changing, but his version of personality, he knows what he wants. Now, if I would try to confirm him to my expectation of who he needs to be, mm -hmm. I would not allow him to be him. Yeah, exactly. But we are not doing it. So he's able to be, to express himself authentically. This is who I am. I am loud. I am opinionated, right? <laughs> 
but he's super fun and he's his own person and he's independent. It's amazing. Mm. So we are not dimming it. We are just trying to steer it in a good direction, mm -hmm. right? So you can be a, a, you know, a leader, a leader of a country or a leader of a gang in prison. So <laughs> le le let's, let's, let's see which way we can go. Correct. So if you can in the, express in the, yourself. In yeah. the comments, tell me if you got a kid like this, because I know I got one too. <laughs> My yes. son thinks he runs the world. Oh my goodness. So you need to know how to manage yourself to parent a child like this, but you allow them, you know, to express themselves, to have to choose their own sports and their own interests instead of me telling you, this is what you need to do if you want to be a doctor. Right. You need to do golf. You need to do, you know, all mm -hmm. of the things. So secure attachment is just being safe, feeling safe, being able to feel safe to state my opinions, even if I know maybe you disagree with me, I will still say what I think, not in an obnoxious way, in a respectful way. So let's right. be clear, because when you yell at people, that's my opinion. So pause, wait, so are there a lot of people that fake a secure attachment style? Because this makes me think of people that are so abrasive and aggressive and oh, like, that's it's like secure. a fake confidence. That's fake, con but that's not, that's the aggressive. That's the mm. aggressive, atta that's not attachment. That's when you are in an aggressive, very loud. I used to be that. I used to be <laughs> so loud in my 20s. I will say people thought I must be obnoxious, but that was my way to assert myself. Mm. Correct. So I grew up with not a lot of money. And then I ended up from Eastern Europe to Western Europe. The, the, the you know, the wealth Mm -hmm. difference was such a big shock for me, culture shock. I was not used to be around people with so much money. So I felt less than unconsciously, of course, because I'm 21. And so one way to make myself feel bigger and more confident was what I will be the loudest person you will meet. I will be in your, I will tell you what I think. Even if you don't ask me, I will tell you, mm -hmm. I will tell you because I know I'm right. I will tell you. <laughs> okay. That's not secure. Right. That's not this. You feel very threatened. Yes. So your nervous system goes into um, the fight, mm -hmm. right? The fight, the fight. Yep. Uh, so no, that's not secure. Secure is somebody who can be very calm and express themselves. This is what I think. Those are my values. So it's okay if you don't agree. I will not attack you. I will not disagree. I will hold space for your opinions mm -hmm. because I know we are separate. Yep. So you can We're two different human beings. Think. Exactly. Right. We are not. Con That's why the boundaries are so important because boundary is really showing you where do I end? Where do you start? So is the goal to get there? Like if someone was to, I, there's a test online or you, they were to work with you and they were to find out they have an anxious attachment style or they have a anxious avoidant attachment style. Well, yes, we want to work towards the secure. Got it. So not always hundred percent perfect. Right. But I want you to start noticing where do I, for example, I had a client she would yell at her family. She would just lose it because she felt unheard. So we want to be heard, seen, validated, and mm. belong. And a lot of us in our childhood are missing some of it. Correct? Yes. Yep. So then we find our coping mechanism. You found people pleasing. Some people become really aggressive going to fight. I'm going to fight you. So when Raise I'm not Raise your hurt, hand, please, in the comments, if you are a recovering people pleaser, I'm still recovering. Like all the AA classes, all the things, like recovering people pleaser. And it is the highest form of self-betrayal. It is the it highest is. form of self-betrayal. When you learn how much you jump, when people say jump and run, when people say run, and you don't even want to jump. No. Let's be honest. You don't want the jumping and the running. You just want to and you be will, at peace. You will become so clear with yourself, which leads us to boundaries, which we'll get into at the end. But yeah, go back over. The, so the we're attachment. secure. So you have secure, then you have the anxious attachment. 
So the anxious attachment with adults is people pleasing. Yep. When you are so attuned to somebody else's needs and their moods with your children, with your spouse, with your friends, you want to be liked. Yes. You want the connection. You crave it. Yes. You really want it. So you will jump over hoops. For their you, approval. For their approval. Because you think if I am this kind of a person, makes them happy, fixes their mood, does everything they want for I me, am worthy. they will like me. I am worthy. I am worthy. They will validate me. Correct. Yep. But very often they don't in the way we are yeah. waiting for. So right. then the disappointment <laughs> on the other side. Then we have the avoidant attachment style. Avoidant is shut down almost. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in your life, you experience that with being open and vulnerable and connecting, it's painful. Mm -hmm. You were all rejected or not listened to. Um, it was painful. So you were maybe trying to connect to one of your parents. Let's say if you had a parent that was emotionally unavailable, mm -hmm. there's no chance you can connect to a person like that. No. Correct? So if you go to your parent and say, this, this bike broke and it was really important to me and your parent says, stop whining. Mm. Stop. Get over it. Avoidant is also like they, um, we typically learn how to not be vulnerable mm -hmm. at all, right? Avoidant? Oh yes. yeah, you just shut down. Yeah. Like I'm independent. I don't need anybody. And you wear it like a, it's like a vest Protection. of, it's like a vest oh. of armor. So mm -hmm. I work I hard. I'm this, yeah. I'm that. I do not share myself vulnerably. A lot vulnerably. of perfectionists, a lot yes. of high achievers I avo are avoidant. Which is primarily who you work with, correct? Mm -hmm. Not anxious, but just no, high I, achievers. I, I, yes, high achievers. But I have really a lot of people that have both. They have anxious and avoidant. So the th uh, fourth one is fearful, um, fearful avoidant is disorganized when you have both when you have it's like one foot is on the brake right so the avoidant the gas. <laughs> and the other one is on the gas so we go and chase the people and then we get really close and then break because it's scary correct mm. so like you go in between i want the connection but i know it was painful so then the closer i get break mm. so you go in between it's very interesting yes Wow. But also what I want to say, it's not all negative because with anxious people, I, I want to, there are some strengths to all the attachments yep. because anxious people love people. Yes. Right. So yes. there is not only because I need you, but also because we do care. Yeah. We do care about people. We are really amazing in connections and networking. So it's not all bad. I want to make it clear because we get stuck on, oh, I'm a bad person or I'm just this or I'm just that. No, this is all self-realization. This self -realization. is all self-awareness. Mm -hmm. This is all... Yes. Like, it's not like I want to stop being this. I just no. want to be more secure in my secure. attachment. Exactly. Styles. Exactly. So with the anxious people, as I say, they value relationships, mm -hmm. they will help you with the avoidant. What's the strength is really the, they are high performers. They achieve a lot. They compartmentalize, they, oh, they shut yes. shit oh, down. Oh yes. I know avoiding people that are like, mm -hmm. yeah, that hurt. And, um, that was going to make me really unproductive. So I cut that shit off. Yeah. And here I am the next day, like performing like it never happened. Like I know, but how does that turn out in relationships? So that's great for business. Correct. But imagine doing a relationship like this. I think a oh, lot of business people me. think they have to be like this. This yeah, is the but, only way to survive. Yes. But you know what? Like the owner of Amazon, Amazon, right? He, yeah, got he just divorced. stepped down. Yeah. Right? He, but he got divorced. Yep. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's what I mean. You create a lot of you know, amazing business and mm -hmm. opportunities for people. But how do you switch off when you are home with your wife? And I don't know his situation, but I'm just speaking in general terms. You can't be switched off with your loved one. If she's not avoidant, I can't even imagine avoidant with avoidant, right? So if she's the anxious type, more of the anxious or secure, how would you even do that? When she wants to talk, you will go and sleep in your, in a, in a separate bedroom for seven days. 
I would never put up with this. Correct? So- Correct. So there's, there's so many, um, I'm just thinking about where mm-hmm. I'm at and a lot of people that mm-hmm. you work with that I, I referred yes. to you. A lot of pe- people pleasers, a lot of and avoidance. So a lot, it's combination or one is stronger than the other. And we've never used our voice. Like there's so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So this is, this is what happens too when we say we don't use our voice. When we talked about being confident, yes. when you yell, that's not using your voice. Mm. When you're being aggressive, that's, not, that's, that's reactive. That's mm. being reactive because you silence yourself. Mm. Let's be clear. So it's almost I want like when we're clear. operating in, you're so right, because I just uh, had a great conversation with a friend that said, I need help, which I ended up referring mm. her to you. And she said, because she's very wildly successful. And she said, I'm at a point where I think I'm too far already. I'm, I'm pushing everybody away. I'm yelling at all my, um, my staff. I'm, I'm, I'm ruining all my relationships mm-hmm. and I can't figure out why. And so it's cause she was already in a place of reactive reactive. It's blow. It's, you're blowing been, up. You're blowing up and yep. you don't know how to communicate. You know, you think that was your coping mechanism being aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. So fight, fight, fight. Mm-hmm. I, maybe her needs were not met. Nobody listened to you. So you're going to fight. A lot of people do that. I used to do that. I used to go into fight and to protect yourself, right? So if somebody disrespects you, how do you, how do you reply? Now, thank God, I had some situation in the playground. Somebody was very disrespectful to me and I'm so thankful to my past self for doing this work because 20 years ago, I don't know how it would go for that person and for me. And I was with my child at the playground. Mm. This person was so disrespectful 20 years ago, I would be there physically, <laughs> correct? Because yeah. nobody disrespects me in, in front of my child. So I didn't have coping skills. All I knew was how to protect myself to be the strongest person in the room, be the strongest person, whatever that means for you and yeah. how you can get there. Yeah. Um, so you with, with assertive communication, that's connected also to more secure style with, when we talk, how we communicate, you can't just come to me and say, I want to communicate better. Just t- teach me the skills you communicate better and healthier when you feel secure and safe emotionally with yourself and other people. So it's like layers, correct? I can't just give you, this is your paper, one, one paper, and you just read how you communicate assertively. No, you need to be feeling safe meaning I know what I will say. Why am I saying those are my values? I don't appreciate this. This is my boundary. And now it's up to you if you, if you comply or not. If you don't comply, this is what I do next. It's not a threat, correct? It's not people pleasing. I'm begging you. No, this is me being very clear. This is me as a person. This is not working out for me. This is what I will do. And it's okay if you decide yes or no, I'm fine with your answer every different place it's so different it's um it's something i've been learning over the last nine months which is like you know getting to that secure attachment style and am i correct in saying that like the more secure you come become the easier boundaries become because boundaries like this is really where i want to wrap up this Mm -hmm. conversation let me be clear that the hard like in the comments section, if you struggle with boundaries, let's own this together because this shit is real. Boundaries are so difficult for recovering people, recovering people pleasers. And I, it's always in this moment, right? It's so funny. Like I noticed this now. I never noticed it before. I notice it now all the time. It's when someone, it could be anything. It's when someone asks me to do something. It's when someone says something to me that I don't like. It's when somebody includes me in something. And immediately I get this feeling of, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be there. I don't, why did they think that about me? And I immediately 
my natural being is like, just do it. It's fine. It's no big deal. But there's this piece of me that I hear that's like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to be this. You don't want to be included in this. But to fix my fingers or my mouth to say, I don't want to do this and, and overthink their reaction of like, this person's going to be like, why, why not? Like what, you know, and I immediately think they're going to try to be logical with me. And that I think that my people pleasing self can't stand in that. Like when I have to say no, okay. and then I'm required to explain myself before okay, it even stop, happens, stop. I start getting nervous. No explaining. No explaining. We are not. Explaining. Yo, how hard is this though? Let's no, be clear. I know it's how hard. How hard is this? I know. You, we see the meme all the time that says no is enough. The word no is enough, it's right? It's a full sentence. It's a full sentence. Stop mm -hmm. trying to explain yourself. And it sounds great, but there's so <laughs> many times when I'm like, no. And so literally someone asked me yesterday, like, do you want to go to this festival with me? This was me in my head. I haven't gone to a festival since I was 21 years old. I'm like, that is not my vibe. I do not want to be around a bunch of people. I don't want to be pushed around. And like, I mm -hmm. kept trying to say back okay. in the text, okay. this is not my vibe. And the minute I got the question back, why not? It's fun. Okay. I was like, oh my God, this person thinks I'm so not fun. This, like, this. Okay. So imagine if they think you are not fun. What then? Then I'm like, I'm just being real. Then I'm yeah. like, so this is a person of the opposite sex. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, now they think I'm lame. Now they think I'm yes. not a potential partner. And now but they all think of it means I'm not someone they want to be around. It means rejection. 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 Yes. yes. It's all like we can put it in all this. I'm lame. I this. It's all rejection. Mm. So I'm not being validated for who I am. I will be rejected. Nobody wants to be. Who wants to be rejected? I don't want to be rejected. Correct. Let's be honest. But we this is my, this is my anxious attachment style is but, I want to okay. be validated. Yes. But listen, you need to, first of all, so it's small steps because when we talk about it and you know, we explain things, it's not that you can fix it in a month. No, let's be very honest. N this has been a slow grind. A Let slow me be clear. <laughs> and it also, when we say, how do we get to secure when I can have boundaries? No, 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 no. We use we start practicing boundaries, boundaries so we can create more secure attachment. Let's be Correct. clear. Meaning we need to, when we start understanding our triggers and where we are scared to show up as authentic selves, I don't want to go to that party. First of all, you don't have to reply immediately. You can say, so create small space between immediate response right? Mm -hmm. Your automatic response. Oh, yes, I will go. <laughs> just say, just send the message. Let me think about this. Mm. Leaves you some space. Let me, let me think about, let me think about this. Let me reply on Thursday. Mm. I need to think about this. I'm not sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Create some distance, mm -hmm. create some distance. And then you have some time. So you are not in urgency mm -hmm. because when you start feeling, I need to reply right now, it's going to be horrible. You put yourself in your nervous system goes into phone. Correct. So you mm -hmm. go immediately to your, one of your survival modes. Mm. Correct. So we need to create space, space, a pause. You don't have to do that. Nobody's there with a gun. It's just your nervous system. What do we need to do? We need to breathe. We need to go for a walk. We just say, Hey, thank you for the invite. Correct. Let mm. me reply. Let me, let me reply by Thursday. I need to think about this. Here's the reality. Most people would agree with this. Yes. We, I don't want to be called. I, in, I don't want to be a bitch. Yeah. I don't want to be a bitch. 
but you are not a bitch. I know. But <laughs> you're, you're a bitch to yourself and you're like, yes, I will go, but you don't want to go because then you betray yourself again. I don't right? mean, yes. And then that's how you, you see, the more you repeat the same patterns, the stronger they get. So if you do want to get more to secure attachment, you need to do the opposite of what you really want to do. Yes, it's uncomfortable. So I always tell my clients, start with a small thing, like text message saying, let me reply in two days. Or start with people that feel safe to you. Mm -hmm. So if I invite you or I call you, you just say to me, well, you know what? I, I just don't want to. And just because you know I will not abandon you. Right. So start setting boundaries with people that Pause. are already... Hold on. Did you hear that part? Y'all got it. Just... <laughs> I'm just thinking about how much of a wound that is because like when this conversation occurred, the one I'm talking about with the festival, mm -hmm. I was so afraid that when I was going to reveal who I was, which is a person that doesn't, is not fond of festivals. Amazing person though. <laughs> Great at podcasting. You should hire her. <laughs> but if I was, there was this thought in my head that if I was to reveal that I'm this person mm -hmm. that doesn't like festivals, mm -hmm. that they would have then abandoned me mm -hmm. because they like festivals. Yes. So I'm like, now I can't reveal who I really am because I take myself out of an opportunity before I even give it a chance. Whereas, but what you just said, mm -hmm. I can be whoever I want in a secure relationship mm -hmm. and you're not going anywhere. Exactly. I don't care if you go to a festival, I but, can go by myself. Do you see? But with anxious, attach, anxious yeah. attachments, what do we do? I cling to anyone that tries to run away from I me. I know. But I'm like, ah, but, come back. But those <laughs> might be not even the people you want. Yes. Correct? That's the challenge. So Why do we want the people that we don't need? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's repetitive. It feels like home, my friend. Yes. And also your standards are so low now, right? So oh, shit. not yours. I'm saying in general, <laughs> if you repeat it, no, you are up leveling. We know that we are on that. You are up leveling. <laughs> but this is what I say when you are used to toxic patterns and I don't say it in a negative way, but if yeah. you are used to being with somebody who's avoidant and not meeting any of your needs or not even being emotionally available, that's your standard correct? Mm -hmm. Let's compare it, take me with money. Mm -hmm. My standard at some point was I can only make this amount of money, right. correct? I can only make $60,000 a year. So if I'm at this point and I can't move myself out of here and I don't see what's blocking me, what am I, what, what will I make next year? Same amount. Exactly. And then next year. Same amount. Okay. So, so when you, you date the same people, you do this over and over and over again, correct? Because that's your baseline. That's my also upper limit. I'm the person who makes $60,000. I'm a person who dates unavailable guys. I'm a person who nobody chooses. But that's, that's coming from your trauma and protection mechanisms. Your trauma, your past, your mistakes are not you. Mm. Your nervous system will do everything to protect you. Survival and safety. Survival and safety. Always. So the first step is awareness. This is what I'm doing. Those are, oh, let's look at my survival mechanisms. Okay. It's people pleasing. It's perfectionism. It's overworking. Nothing wrong. Kept me safe. Mm -hmm. Got you here. Got me here. Look at this. I moved around three countries with not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got married, so then it was better. Correct. But still, I was not making a lot of money because I'm the person that makes only this amount of money. Right. Right. Like before my husband, I'm, nobody wants me. Nobody, until I realized, wait a second. If I think this, I will get nowhere. Yo, I've studied upper limit stuff. If you've ever read The Big Leap, go check it out. It's one of the best books I've ever read um, two years ago. I've read it twice, The Big Leap. Um, but I've studied upper limit when it comes to business. But to hear you tell me that I have an upper limit when it comes to emotionally unavailable men. Correct. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> so you mean I can't see past that type of person? 
because and, I'm until, until you start. So this is when people come to me and say, okay, Ludmiwa, now we see my patterns. What do I do? Well, now you have to put in the action. Correct. So I can save you. I can show you. I can process emotions with you. I can explain why you do things. 100%. And then we have the map. This is why I do this. This is why I do that. Correct. This is how I show up. This is, this is my self-identity I took on. I'm mm. the people pleaser. It's not you. It's just your coping mechanism. It's not you. But then if I tell you, okay, Jessica, now we will really have to lean in, take a deep breath. And when somebody texts you, you have to tell them, let me think about this. You have to do this. Correct. Mm -hmm. Now you have to really start stepping into the next version of you by making different choices. We are not running away anymore. We are not going into people pleasing. And I don't tell you to take a huge step. Correct. Immediately answer. I'm not going. Don't ask me again. Yeah. No, <laughs> we just say, listen, I need to think about this. Let me come back to you on Thursday. But this all goes back to radical responsibility and showing up for yourself. And when you start to realize it, 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 it made me really step back and be like, wow, this is how many times you compromise on yourself. A lot. And what a lot you of want. People compromise. A yes. lot of people compromise. And as we talked about being voiceless, when we as women had, for example, my mom was not that. My mom was the loud one. My mom is everywhere. And thank God she's a war survivor. But I have clients where they had moms that were complacent. Mm. And they've learned how to be complacent in relationships, correct? And then this is my have, mother. Then they have children. Mm -hmm. And if you have a girl and you are complacent, now you are teaching your daughter to be complacent because you don't open your mouth. And so you don't open your mouth. And, the, and I tell you, those are brilliant people. My people are there so smart. So now they have a partner and the partner says, wow, you are not doing much. You are not really so accomplished. You need to do more. I see more potential in you. Why? So is this supporting you? Not mm -hmm. really. And at some point, these women, they get really tired of it. They almost hit like some, some of them, not all, hit depression. But depression many times is just when you go into the shutdown, dorsal vagal in your nervous system, when you are in freeze, it's very often is just called depression. Yeah. You just don't know how to get yourself out because you've been complacent for so long. You are not speaking, you are not speaking, you are not speaking. And then, you know... And then something happens and you wake up and you look at your life and you say, did I agree to all of this, to this kind of relationship? Did I agree that my partner works so much all the time, he's never available? Do I agree that he can go out all the time without me when I'm home with my child? Did I agree to all the other things that are surrounding me? I don't think so. So now how do I get from here to being able to use my voice? Because mm. those are not like disabled women that can work with me, they're very powerful, Yeah. but something, and there are different things, right? Like your mother or your father. Then it's also some people have religion that put them in this place and you don't speak up as a woman happens a lot too. Mm -hmm. Correct. And so now they almost have to like not reinvent. They just need to peel off the layers that don't belong to them. Those are not my layers. All these beliefs, all these perceptions, it's not mine. It's my somebody else luggage that was dumped on me Yes, and go and carry this stuff. I so. think the hardest part of this process has been that I am unbecoming, that mm, I am peeling exactly. back all these mm -hmm. layers, trying to figure out who I am, because there was, there was a whole different version of me that was pleasing in relationships and friendships and in showing up that I didn't actually know who I was. And as I've peeled back the layers, I'm like, you don't like this. You don't want to mm -hmm. do this. You are this person. Mm -hmm. You are emotional. You are like this. 
also, let's say there is a difference. Let's be clear. There's a difference between being emotional. What does that even mean? Or being emotionally available. Because when we see people losing it, being triggered, when we are triggered, we are all over the place, yelling, screaming, crying. And when pause, write trigger happy in the comments. True. Yeah. <laughs> trigger happy, trigger happy. First of all, we are of an era where everyone is trigger happy. Let's be clear. No, this is a lie. <laughs> so, um, Yes. So when we are triggered and we start, you know, react to our emotions instead of responding, we label the people, you are so emotional. So, and that's a bad thing. You are so emotional. Can you please not be emotional? Okay. So I've had men tell me that that. just is unmanaged emotion. It is unmanaged because you don't know how to cope with it, how to self-regulate. Correct. Yep. But being emotionally available and being able to experience your emotions is amazing. Yeah. Because then you can feel happy, but you also feel the sadness. It's like you have to be able to operate in the positive and negatives of the life because it's like two sides of one coin. You cannot be happy if you can't be sad. You mm. cannot be exagger- like uh, feeling successful if you don't know how the failure feels like. Yes. Correct? So the anger and then um, just being at peace with yourself is just you can be both. And we are always both. Mm. We, are, we just need to know how do we navigate those emotions that can take us out for a longer period of time. And we start grasping for our coping mechanisms. But it's all life. Mm. So be emotionally available. Know how to manage your emotions. Recognize your inner emotional world. Right? And if you do lose it all the time or you don't know how to cope with your emotions, then go and explore it because it really uplevels the quality of your life. When I get triggered right now, I will tell you, when it was so hard, but when I get triggered, I can regulate myself within 15 minutes. Yeah. I can just sit down and say, okay, is this my ego? Why am I triggered? Mm. Oh, why am I triggered? This person didn't reply to me in the way. Mm, I'm not important. They think they're better and the ego goes off. And your nervous system with it. Let's fight. Let's fight. I'm better than you. No, nobody's better than me. You are not better than me. I'm not better than me. It's just we are just human beings trying to navigate this. Mm -hmm. Okay, we all want to be loved. So I need to come back to myself. Okay, what is this really about? Let's be really honest. What is this really about? Why am I triggered? Why am I so pissed? Okay, now I know it is me. It's my ego. This is the story. I see the story. I'm okay. Do I like this story? Not really. Which story do I want to believe mm. about myself and that person? What is really in best, highest integrity for myself and that person? Yeah. Okay, how does that feel? That feels at peace. Okay, then this is what I will choose. Because I don't like to feel triggered. I just, I'm not avoiding. I can see it. Yeah. But then I'm in choice. Do I want to go on the strip for three days? <laughs> I don't think so. Do I want to drive down the wrong street for three days? No, thank you. No, it's exhausting. So I want to close with this because this is one of the most, uh, this was one of the things that really was very valuable to me working with you. And it's so black and white. And it goes back to what you said, like you get, it gets down to choice. Um, And then I know there's people that want to learn how to work with you and you definitely have to explain that to us. But was learning to ask yourself this simple, stupid question when you are in a panic and it's am I safe right now? Am I safe? Because what you've taught me is anytime, and I'm I'm using the phrase panic, but again, when you just can't, you can't um, regulate with logic, you just, there's nothing logical going on in your brain. You are on this like emotional spiral and you are just, you can't reason with any of your thoughts, right? Because you're just, you're very emotional and asking yourself, 
am I safe? Because really you're just emotionally unsafe right now. Yeah. You're in a mess. Mm -hmm. And so asking yourself this, and I remember you are dysregulated. That's what it is. Your nervous system is dysregulated. Your body is doing what it needs to be doing to keep you safe. I'm not fucking kidding. The one, the first time we worked together and you said, um, you, <laughs> I was boohoo crying. Let's be clear. I'm boohoo crying. Cause I'm processing all this stuff. Lumi was on the phone with me FaceTime and I'm crying. And she's like, Jessica, breathe, Jessica, you are safe. You, and it, literally this is me in my head. I'm like, no shit, I'm safe. I know I'm safe. I know. <laughs> like, what does that have to do with anything? I was, <laughs> it didn't make any sense to me, but as I've worked with you and learned this, it is incredibly important to understand because it's in choice when you realize that your thoughts are elsewhere, but right now you're safe. So you're creating your own emotional distraught distraction. You are creating your own mess that if you can just acknowledge, like I am safe right now, mm -hmm. I am safe. How do I get back to emotional safety mm -hmm. by self-regulating self-regulate? Yeah. So what, when, what is the, I don't know, I wouldn't say yeah. the exercise, but what is the easiest way? I know we talked about exercises, mm -hmm. but to just learn because I, I, you've made me do physical things before mm -hmm. to learn that you are safe to get back to that, that, feeling safe because it is, it's erratic. You're in this emotional, unsafe place. How do I get back the easiest way to ask myself or get back to feeling safe? Well, there are different things you can do, but first of all, it's, I, I say it and people really, you I, always make me, what is that thing you always make? me? Oh, do? like hug yourself. Yes. And <laughs> it's like one arm here. One, I don't even yes, know what it is. The, the right hand <laughs> under your uh, left arm, arm close this, to your heart and the this. other one. Yes. You just like, it's, imagine a, it's somebody, a legit hug. <laughs> somebody hugging you. Right. But you need to have an awareness. That's why I say start with awareness. What are my triggers? Don't be judgmental. It's, it's really curious compassion. Look at the situation. Curious Where, compassion. Curious compassion. Curious compassion. Where do I get triggered? Why I do get triggered? Okay, I feel triggered. A lot of my uh, clients get triggered when they feel not seen, not heard, not validated, nor, not important, dismissed. Mm -hmm. Not correct? important. Not important. Okay, I got triggered. My... Um, my opinion was not taken into consideration. I'm triggered. So you already know you have a list of your triggers. This is where I'm getting triggered. So now something happens. You say, oh, just use the words. I'm triggered right now. So I'm not emotional. My, I'm triggered. There was mm -hmm. something happened. Somebody said something or they didn't do it. And now I feel this emotion. I'm triggered. Let me move myself. I had, I'm so proud of my clients. I had one client. She just went into her car. She was somewhere and she got triggered by one of the family members. And she, she just said, okay, I'm triggered. I need to remove myself. Like even for one minute, she went back to her car, said, why am I triggered? I can see what's happening. Oh, again, my opinion wasn't taken into consideration. That's why I'm triggered. It's, I'm not triggered even about what's happening now. It brings all the stuff from my past. Yes. Correct. So, okay, let's, let's take a deep breath. So she took deep breaths and then she looked at the worksheet. What, um, what state did I go into? Was it like threat, danger or safety? Mm -hmm. Never safety, right? Okay. So did I went into fight, freeze, where am I right now? And then what story did I tell myself about the situation? Nobody listens to me. I don't matter. They never do what I tell them. All these things, correct? Now, when I'm here in my car, or I just go to another room, was my would my reaction that I would have if I stayed would it be appropriate to what happened? Most of the time, the answer is no. Mm. Correct? Was that a, no? How do I want to feel? What? How would I react to this? What would I do? What would I say? 
if I was in the safe space of the nervous system. So the ventral vagal, when you feel connected with your nervous system, like we feel connected and safe and we, you know, what would you do? How would you respond? Not react. How would you respond? Mm. So for her, it was, okay, I got triggered. This is why I understand. What do I need to do? I need to set some boundaries with this person. Not, mm. not out of urgency. No, and she didn't do it the same day. She went to bed and the next day she woke up and she said, I had the conversation with this person very calmly. I said... Because it's not... It can't be out of resentment either. No, It no, can't no, no, be no, out no, no, of no, no. like... This is, needs to be clear. Yes. Why did it? Yes. Because, you know, you needed to ask me. That would be the right thing to do. So I'm communicating right now. Mm-hmm. Please do that. Mm. So... Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm proud. It's really those small steps. So you really need to do what you don't want to do. And for avoidant types, right? So for you is saying, I'm sorry, not, not even sorry. Uh, can you give me a day or two? I will respond. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when you respond, say, sorry, can't make it. Or I won't be able. Thank you for the invite. I won't be able. And when they ask why, it's just because. Like you don't have to explain yourself. Okay. But that's what you need to start doing. Stop over explaining. You are in charge of yourself. Other people. So boundaries are also the boundary of resources, meaning my time, my attention, my energy. How much do I give? How much access do you have to me? That's the boundary too. We have physical boundaries. We have emotional, mental boundaries and resources. Mm-hmm. Correct. Your time mm-hmm. is valuable. Mm-hmm. You have a son, you run a business. Like you can even decide you are not going to respond to people because you want to be by yourself. Mm. Who is there to decide what you need to do? You need to decide. Mm. So for avoidant people, the challenge is where you want to go everywhere, they need to stay where they want to run. So when they have a disagreement with a partner, avoidant type is doing what? Ciao. Bye. I'm gone. Yeah. I don't even want to deal with this. So they leave you, the anxious person. What's going on? They just left me. They abandoned me. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. So for the avoidant type, what they need to start doing. Okay. We understand the patterns. We know why we are doing it. Now you need to start putting in the action into practice, meaning tell your partner, listen, when we have this agreement, this is what's triggered within me vulnerability. This is what's triggered. I feel triggered. I don't feel safe. So we need to know what we will do because the first thing I want to do is to leave. So you have to tell him, this is what my body wants to leave, but I want to stay. I want to like my highest self wants to stay because I want to feel connected. It just doesn't feel safe. So what can we do when we have this agreement that I know I can like, I will do this. I will go to another room, maybe journal or brief, whatever I need to do. You need to start doing exactly the opposite of what you want to do. And I what know you naturally with do. small steps. Yep. I don't say stay and then have the conversation there. I say, just don't leave the house. Yep. Just go to your room, do what you need to do. So you have to have tools in your toolbox. What do I do when I want to go into shutdown? I used to have to have a pastor that used to always say years ago when we worked with a pastor, he used to always say, unless you plan on leaving for good, don't leave. Yeah, it's, like it's, you find exercises that mm-hmm. you can put things on pause. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But if, unless you're leaving, don't leave. Like you're leaving for good. Because what are you doing? You're training your partner to. Yes. You are also not reliable. Yes. Do unreliable. I want to be with a person that constantly leaves me. No. And then I have to. I was a runner. My, yeah. I used to be a runner. Yeah. Yep. It feels really uncomfortable for the other person. And yep. then you engage. And that's what I say when people stay in those relationships and they just complain about somebody. I say, well, you are agreeing on staying too. So you need to take responsibility. I know this pattern and I'm staying. And then I'm complaining to everybody about my partner, but I'm staying. 
yep. but I'm st- I did that Guilty. too. I did it too. Yep. The two. So like I will tell you with my husband, we we are very clear. If we have a disagreement and we tell, you know, one thing we do for our children, I don't lie to our kids. When they see us disagreeing, we don't say, oh, no, we are not fighting. Yes, we are disagreeing because I need my sons to understand with their body where there is something off they need to feel there is something off. I don't want to teach them not to pay attention to their nervous system, right? right? Because they will go into relationships that will be very confusing. Yes, mom and dad had disagreement. It doesn't mean we hate each other. We just had different opinions and we still love each other. That's normal yes. in a relationship. Yes. Normal. So when they see us, I say, I say um, we are fine. Nobody is yelling. We don't yell. So we don't call out. We have, you know, boundaries. Mm-hmm. No yelling, no calling each other names, all the things. But when we disagree, yes, we can maybe raise our voice a little bit. You know, you kind of change your facial expression. And our son, the older one, feels, wow, what's going on? And I said, listen to your gut. Yes, something is off, but we are all safe. We are talking about this. You are safe. This is a normal part of a relationship. Healthy relationships have disagreements. But when you teach your children, oh, no, we are fine. We're fine. I'm not angry with your dad. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Then your child is learning not to listen to their neuroception yes. and their gut, meaning I think mom is mad, but she's telling me she's not. So who should I believe now? And then they go off into relationships where they might feel something, but they dismiss it. Oh, red flag. Oh, no, just dismiss it. It's fine. Guys, listen carefully. This has and will save one, a lot of relationships, but two, I mean, I didn't mean to say this, this human, this amazing woman has saved a lot of relationships, will save a lot of relationships. But the most important part I want you to understand about, and I want you to explain where they can work with you in a minute, but the most important thing you need to understand is you do not have to be in a relationship to work with someone like this. Mm -hmm. I've worked with you for the last nine months while I was single, and it's the best decision I've ever made because the goal is to learn who I am in partnership and what traumas, unhealed traumas I operate in, in relationships so that moving forward, I don't end up in the same cyclical situations that I was creating of my life for the last 32 years. So you do not have to be in a relationship to work with someone like this. So if you don't mind, Ludmila, can you share where people can get in contact with you and connect with you directly? Yes. So we'll also have it in the, um, in the description in the below. Description, yes. And I really want to say you are brave and courageous. Thank you. I applaud you because one thing is when you have children, you need to do this work. Yes. Because the children yes. will trigger, trigger all of it, all of it, all of it. They will trigger like yeah. everything that's unhealed for you. So yep. when you have kids or you are dating or you think of dating or you are married, and you want to feel better in your relationships and you want to really speak up for yourself and feel confident from inside out, you can come and work with me. Um, my website will be below, miwawoodroof.com. Mm-hmm. And yes, you can schedule a call with me. I work with people. The minimum is three months. I don't do anything less than that because yep. it's even impossible for me to promise you any results. Any transformation. Any transformation and in like two sessions. It's and impossible. you also hang out on Instagram where? Uh, me my Woodruff too. Yep. All right. And we'll link it below. Thank you so much Thank for joining so much. us. Thank you for being honest and real about this. And, and guys, it's a, it's a long journey. So this was a great start for you to just take a listen in on this. And I hope this was helpful for everyone. So see you on the next episode. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the stranded podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. 
You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.